House Flipping HQ is here. Flipping will never be the same again. If you flip like I flipped, you flip the house like every other day. Okay, sometimes three. You've created those systems that brings you deals in every single way. Okay, not every way. Then you'll have some more time to spend with your friends and your family. Usually that's a good thing. So let's give three cheers for House Flipping HQ today. Hey, hey, hey. Flipping will never be the same again. Flipping houses will never be the same again. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Strategies, techniques, and inside secrets of house flipping from today's top house flipping experts. House flipping, house flipping HQ. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Now let's get flipping with your host Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what's going on, all of my fellow and future and even. You want to be house flippers. Hope you're having a fantabulous week. Uh, I know we sure have. We've been doing great. Just got back from our trip to Utah. Bought a couple homes while we're gone. It's always awesome when you can buy houses while you're off doing something else. Uh, My brother, Stephen, who you've all heard about, has put two houses under contract. Isn't that amazing? One of them, I just talked to him this morning. He actually put the other one under contract this morning. But one of them, you know, he's trying to work out some details. That's not for sure. But the one I'm thinking about buying from. So I'm pretty stoked. That is my phone. Who is calling? Vanessa, don't you know not to call me while I'm recording on the podcast? Vanessa, I'm recording on my podcast. And you're I'm recording on my podcast and you're calling me in the middle of it. Oh, am I really? Yeah, you're being recorded. Okay. Oh, nice. Did we buy a house? I think we're about to. Who's it from? Is it from the one from Steven or somebody else? Yeah, Steven. Okay, cool. All right, I'll call you right back. Let me finish this up. Okay. All right, bye. All right, guys. Well, you got the live deal there. So looks like we're probably going to buy that house from Steven, but we will uh, figure it out and talk to you about it later. So, um, okay, moving on. What do we have going on? Hey, I started this thread on biggerpockets.com. I don't know if I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of Bigger Pockets. It's a great, great blog. Uh, not blog, but a great, not only blog, but great forum. Um, a great place where you can, uh, you know, collaborate with other people doing investing. Uh, anyway, great, great place. Not a lot of hype or upsell. Um, but I started this thread on there. You know, I thought it would be a good idea to get a little more involved in that community since I have a lot of respect for uh, <laughs> the, the, the folks who started it and the people on there. But, um, you know, I think uh, people took it the wrong way, some of them. <laughs> I, I uh, posted a thread that was going to talk about my journey and is going to talk about my journey of putting 150 houses under contract this year. You know, that's our goal. As you guys know, we're a little behind on our pace, but I thought that would be a great place to document it. And uh, so go ahead and check that out. But just so you know, some people got a little crazy at the beginning. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to hold any hard, harbor any hard feelings, tongue, tongue twister there, because I think they had uh, good intentions. You know, they're just, I think at first they thought 
I was one of those guys that I actually preach against, you know, one of those guys that charge 10, 20, $30,000 for a coaching program, give very little in return when I'm actually trying to create something that's actually completely the opposite. So <laughs> anyway, pretty funny. If you want to follow a very entertaining thread, feel free to jump in there. And hey, you know, I care a lot about my reputation. So if you've been listening to the podcast and you love it, feel free to give me a shout out and say, hey, Justin's the real deal. He delivers way more than he ever asks. And yes, he's trying to, you know, create a business that actually ends up making him more money than costing him, which is up until this point, the, you know, the podcast and website have cost me more than I've made, but I'm okay with that, you know, because we're going to change that, turn that around. And I'm just happy that I'm able to help you guys out. So follow that if you want, biggerpockets.com. It's good stuff. I just did an update today and I'm going to update every day, every week. I'll be updating and then I'll answer questions on there as well. So feel free to check that out. As always, go to housekeepinghq.com slash webinar and you can hop on our webinars, webinar calls where I uh, go through an aspect of the housekeeping business. Uh, last week, we talked about estimating repairs. Next week, um, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but I'll pick something really cool. And, uh, you know, then that's also where I talk about my mastermind group, which I think is fantabulous for the price. But, you know, I'll let you decide. I try not to talk about that too much. I mentioned it on here, but I don't want to go into too much detail on the podcast because I want you to get on to uh, listening to our amazing interviews. So feel free to check that out. Uh, slash webinar. That's and then I answer any questions you have at the end. And I just go and go and go. I probably go too long. Last time was like two and a half hours. My goal is to get it down to 90 minutes. We'll see if I ever achieve that. So, anyway, all right, guys. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Let's get back to our interview with uh, Mr. Todd Toback. It was an awesome interview, and I think you guys are gonna like the rest of what he has to say. All right, take it away, Mr. Todd. Okay, but so, so $6,500 to get a deal, and then your goal is to make like $15,000. What was your average profit, I guess? Well, uh, let's see. You know, I'm, I'm kind of scared because I don't want my cash buyers listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, let's put it this way. Uh, you know, a wholesale deal can range anywhere from five up to $100,000. Yeah. Um, depending on that. But I think, you know, your, um, your average profit in San Diego will probably run anywhere between 15 and $20,000 if it's going to cost you 6,500 to 7,500 to do that. Uh, but there've been plenty where we, you know, we, we put in 6,500 and we've made, you know, 10,000 on it. But you right? took, you paid for it at least and gave it, you a little profit. It, but then again, you look at it, it's one month, your return on investment is 35% yeah, a month. For sure. So you have to have in the tough markets, by the way, and if you're like in the Midwest or you're listening to this in another non-competitive market, totally different. it's going to cost you a thousand to $1,500 to generate a deal. And, you know, sometimes that may actually be a better market. Don't like make excuses on why this is too competitive, Never right? Never make an excuse, yeah. You know, you can do that and you're going to generate a $7,500 wholesale fee for, you know, 15 It's just like anything else. You just look at the ROI and what you're returning and you have to be consistent. You can't just do, let's do like a one shot and pray that it turns into a deal or else you're dead in the water. You should not right. mail if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, okay, and I totally, I totally agree. And I love that you said don't make excuses because I see so many people out there who, no matter what you or I say, they're sitting there saying, oh, well, I'm not like that, so this isn't going to work for me. It doesn't work. You know, like, 
Right, 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 right. <laughs> always find the way to make it work. And I talked about that in last week's episode. You know, don't be a yeah butter. Have you heard me talk about the yeah butters? Uh, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah, butter. No, no. <laughs> so I, I went to this seminar. Like, it was the first seminar that I was ever on a panel. Right. And I was just sharing, like, what I had done or whatever. And so afterwards, of course, you're the hero. Everyone comes up and talks to you like a you know, superstar. Sure. And I would have people come up to me and they'd be like, I can't do short sales where I live because there's not enough foreclosures and someone else will come to me and say there's too many foreclosures and someone else will say i can't do it because there's not enough there's too many investors too much yes. competition then someone else said there's no investors i can't do it because there's no one to work with and <laughs> then like one guy comes up to me this is the craziest thing todd like i was like i thought i was in the twilight zone i swear this is not a joke a guy comes up to me from new york and saying like i need i wish i was in california because california is the place to buy not very much longer, a guy from California said, I need to be buying in New York. And I was just like, I had to leave the room. Oh, my God. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> but but every single one of these guys, no matter what I said to try to encourage them, they could do it. Yes. They'd be like, yeah, but that's what they would like start their sentence with. And thus, the yeah butters were born. <laughs> well, let me tell you a quick story uh, along with that. Um, I have a brother. His name's Tom Kroll. And we're actually stepbrothers. And so 18 months ago, he lost his job. Right. And he always knew I was in real estate, but he called me up and he was like literally in tears. It was two o'clock in the morning. And so we're really, really tight. We're six months apart, but he's, he's my little brother. Yeah. Right. Cause we grew up that way. Right. You know, how you like always stick in that role. From totally. When, it, yeah. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. So I still talk to him. He's like, you know, like we're kids. Yeah. So anyway, I said, all right, I'm going to show you how to do this business. Right. But there's no like asking questions. Just going to do what I tell you to do or I'm out. Totally. I'm out. Totally. Right. So I said, okay, and but I remember this specifically because he got fired and he had uh, like $2,000 in the bank and $5,000 in bills coming up and he had like a $7,000 credit limit on his credit card. So I said, I want you to um, spend uh, $2,500 to send out 5,000 postcards. And he's like, yep, yeah, but I go, don't say a word. <laughs> I go, don't say a word. So he did and he sent it out, right? Well, then of course he went to his local RIA and of course, uh, you know, everybody had their opinion on what he should be doing. Yes. They're like, you, you can't wholesale. He lives in Port St. Lucie, Florida, right? So people over there were like, no, you can't wholesale over here in this area. And no one's buying cash and no one's doing this. And of course, me saying, well, this and said this and this person. I go, shut up, Tom. Yeah. I said, do exactly what I tell you to do. Yeah. Okay? Literally, in a period of six months, he created the market for wholesaling, right? right? And he, he's doing a ton of deals between $7,500 and $10,000 selling to cash buyers. And all those people who uh, basically said you couldn't do it or you shouldn't do it, all copied him. Totally. totally. All copied him. <laughs> I, you know, it's crazy. Like, it's hard because I know people have to listen to people. They should listen to you and me, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have to listen to people. You have to take advice. But I sometimes, and yeah, I agree. Sometimes you have to encourage people or myself. I very rarely ask people their opinion. Right. You know, if I'm going to do something like I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for it. And I, if I test it out and realize I need to adjust or whatever, that's fine. But you're so right. I mean, people, yeah, I've had the same thing out of state. Like, oh, I heard this or that. It's like, dude, just, uh, just do it. So anyway, I uh, that blog post, I got to write a blog post on that so I can gotta, for, formulate my words. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, you know, the, the biggest thing is uh, you have to. Like if you, if you have a goal, you've got a laser focus on it, right? Yeah. And if you're going to follow like a guru, right? Like if you're listening to this and you decide I want to follow Justin, you need to like shut your ears and listen to all of Justin's podcasts and nobody else because everyone yeah. else is going to have an opinion. 
right? And most likely Justin's going to be right. He's taking the time and there's like hours probably of content on your podcast. It's like, just shut up and follow someone who's successful. Don't try to change things. If he's got a postcard, use his postcard. Don't twist something, you know, do exactly what he says because you could skip his entire learning curve right. and just be where he's at, Yeah. right? You know, let your idols become your rivals, right? That's how you totally. do it. Totally. You emulate them. Yeah. Uh, not by, you know, trying to do something different. Yeah. I had a guy who joined my mastermind group in the beginning. He kept saying, okay, so I did this and I did this, but this is working and this happened. I'm like, dude, I didn't tell you to do any of that stuff. That's like the opposite of what I told you to do. <laughs> oh, but I heard that from so-and-so. I'm like, well, don't ask my opinion then. <laughs> don't give, don't ask my advice how you got, anyway. But you're right. <laughs> there, there's a million ways to make a million dollars. And I don't think you or me or anyone is the, the only person knows what they're doing. But I do see so many people, you know, when I first got started, I paid $15,000 to a guy who hadn't done a deal in six years. And the guy, you know, I won a car, he didn't give it to me, total crook, right? But as I look back, at first I was like, I got totally ripped off. And as I look back, I see so many people that go to club to club to club or seminar to seminar and follow all these people. And they haven't done anything in years, right? Never even got started. And I think, you know, I learned more from a guy because I followed his old crappy system right. <laughs> on what to do. And I took action because I was laser focused. It's all I knew. I didn't know any better, you know, and, and that's kind of what yep. me got me going. And I look back and I think, you know what? Maybe it was worth getting ripped off <laughs> for 15 grand to not hear all the noise and know all I knew. I didn't think anything else existed but short sales. That was my life. Right. But, you know, and, and not to be like totally on that kick. Um, where's that? Oh, look, I got, you know, this book right here, right? Multiple streams of income. Like a lot of people will talk bad about Robert Allen. Yeah. Right? And they'll be like, well, you know, he sells these seminars and he's in network marketing. Well, it's funny, um, like this book is so light on real content, Holy. right? It's so, it's so light on real content, but it was like an overview and there's a system in there Yeah. and you just followed it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you just did it and it turned into something great. So this has kind of gone a different direction. We thought we would, but I think the biggest thing is look, get a plan, yeah. right? Listen to write it out and just stick to it Holy. and then shut your ears. Cause you're right. And there is no, yeah do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're right. It could, the plan could be as simple as calling five people a day who are motivated sellers on Craigslist or whatever. And eventually you're going to get deals and eventually you get one deal and then maybe hire someone to help you part-time, whatever. Anyway. So, okay. So let's, uh, let's talk more about your systems that you have. Um, I know sometimes I try to be careful because the yeah, butters out there about talking big, but it's fun to talk big. I want to learn big. I want to learn what you're doing. That's Mm -hmm. partly for me, right? I put time into doing this. I should learn, get something out of this. <laughs> Plus, I want people to see what they could do in the future. Maybe they scale it back, whatever. So okay. you've got you. Who else is on your team? Okay, so I'm going to, well, I'll get into scaling, but let me just say this. Okay. Um, if I can do this, anybody can do this, okay? I mean, I, I went to a small little uh, Christian college called Calvin College. I barely escaped there with like a C minus yeah. average. All right, I have like major ADD. Same here. And, you know, <laughs> like the fact of like creating a system to me, like you'd be better off like pulling out my fingernails yeah. one one. Nice. Okay. okay. <laughs> so if I can do this, anybody can do this. Um, so right now there's me and I'm the, you know, the CEO of the company. Uh, I have an acquisitions manager who's in charge of all the acquisitions. And so he's like basically second in command. Okay. okay. And so he started out returning all the phone calls himself, listening to the voicemails and calling people back and doing deals. So I would recommend 
that um, that's someone you want to take a look at hiring. Now, if I had to do it all over again, um, I probably, selling is the last thing that you want to outsource, right? Getting on the phone with a motivated seller. So the first person I would hire is like your admin, your administrative assistant. Because they can, while you're on the phone with motivated sellers and cash buyers, they can handle some of your transaction coordination. Uh, they can, you know, run down and run stuff that you need to do or like opening the mail or paying a bill. Totally. But like it sucks up your day. Oh, yeah. Right. And the more time you could spend talking to motivated sellers, better. So I, I would recommend hiring like an admin and someone who could help you with the transaction coordination. So as soon as you lock up a deal, they can handle the closing of that. Right. Deal with escrow and the phone calls and calling the seller or any, you know, the buyer questions. They can handle that for you. After that, then you're ready to hire someone who is your acquisitions manager who can basically take the phone calls and meet with the sellers and lock it up. I like that. Uh, Is it possible that that person could turn into that? Possible, uh, not probable. It's probably what you're going to say. <laughs> not probable. Yeah, because they're different skill sets. So. It's a different skill set, right? Yeah. The person who I found is kind of the acquisition manager, someone who they like want to break into real estate, uh-huh. but they're not really, they don't want to be an entrepreneur by themselves, yeah. uh, you know, and they want to be part of a system. And because of your system, eventually they'll be made on their own, right? And that's my goal for everybody on my sales team. It's like, how can I put these people in the position to win? Yeah. And uh, that's when you'll make the real money. You, you, you cut out a little bit. You said your goal is for them to be doing it on their own. No, my goal is to make uh, for them to make more money with me than yes. they can make on their own. And you know what? I, I totally agree. I mean, my assistant makes more than most real estate investors I know. You know, right. I'm not saying she like gets rich. I'm just saying most real estate investors I know don't do anything, <laughs> so, <laughs> or they do like a deal or two or whatever. You know, so. No, by the way, if you ever go to a RIA, right, you'll notice that the the real estate investors hang out in packs. Yeah. Right. There's like, it's like a, you know, it's like the guys all doing deals. There's like three or four of them, like in one corner. Totally. And there's like other guys who do no deals and just talk. And there's like 20 of them in another corner. Yeah. Right. There's the guys who just do like a couple things over there. You know, it's a strange dynamic. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's good. Good point. You have to know like who you're talking to. I mean, I used to, there's a while, I mean, I don't get out as much as I used to. It's usually if I'm speaking or something, but there was a while where I stopped going to real estate investing clubs because I stopped, I did not like to hear the negativity. I didn't like to hear people talking about, I can't buy deals, I can't do this. You have to be careful and, and recognize who you're talking to. Yeah, so. yeah you're, you're a smart dude, smart dude. No, <laughs> yeah, you got it. I mean, you just gotta like guard, guard your ears and your thoughts. Right? Your mind is so powerful. Yeah. I mean, I, I could have bought, you know, in the past three weeks, we've done really well. Like we've, we've put, uh, we got in on yesterday, we've probably put about, three on average per week. So about nine houses under contract in, in three weeks, right? right? But I tell you, Todd, if I go two weeks without buying a house, I think the sky's falling. I mean, from here, I could buy nine houses and then go two weeks without, and my mind will get to me sometimes. So you have to be very careful. Oh, I mean, yeah, believe me. And no matter, I don't care who it is, right? It's like people will listen to me and feel like I'll never go through this. Oh. Right? I remember, uh, you know, January was like a really, really um, I don't want to say a bad month for right. us, but it was, um, you know, we had generated like 60 grand or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, the sky is falling. You know, like life is over. I'm going to be totally broke in the Holy streets. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like to do that, the opposite of that though, here's a trick I've learned to control that is also gratitude. Uh-huh. Right. Um, that'll take away the negative thoughts in me like, oh my gosh, you know, look at what I have and totally. I'm so blessed in this business. And all of a sudden, as soon as they, all of a sudden that gratitude comes back, 
Um, and of course, you still got to be working your business. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like all of a sudden it seems like the shift turns and totally. boom, you have yeah. like the best month you've had ever. <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree. I think I think it's crazy because I think when negative things start happening to us or, or we you didn't make as much money as we thought or whatever, we automatically, all those voices in our head, the things we saw on Facebook, the people who said, oh, the market's changing, all of a sudden it all hits us at the same time. Like, they're right. They're right. You know, I don't, I don't know about <laughs> you. Like, that's what happens. And so, yeah, I didn't do the same thing. I tell myself, look, until you go one month without buying a house, don't panic. Panic enough to where it causes you to take crazy action and change things up and move with the cheese, yeah. but don't totally freak out like life is over. Yeah. The other thing that you have to do though is that now once you build the team, you have to be the leader yeah. right, of that team and always be focusing on getting them thinking. You do. Right? Yeah. So the other thing I've learned is as you have a team, you better keep those things to yourself. Yeah, right. that's a good point. And, and, and really, really, um, really, really, yeah, be a leader because that's yeah. what leaders do. If they think, you know, in, in wartime, if the king thinks that the kingdom is going to be invaded and knows it, he's totally. not going to be like, guys, trouble. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? And how would you feel like if your leader is like, uh, guys, I don't know what we're going to do. And yes. it's it's like a cancer. I mean, even in my mastermind group, I mean, these guys are on fire. They're doing great. Like I was getting great collaboration. But the other day I had to go in and there was like this string of communication of like, oh, like I could, I could feel it. I'm like, these guys are like getting to each other. I'm like, stop. I'm like, I'll leave you guys alone for eight hours. Yes. And like the sky's fall. It's like, stop. <laughs> you know, I got another book um, really quick, by the way. Hold on. Um, Man, I got I got like so many books. I love this stuff. But this book, um, it's called Axiom. Okay, I think. I've and that. it's um, powerful leadership proverbs. Now it's Christian based, but right. um, this is the why. Even if like you're not a believer in Christianity, right. you you have to read this book, okay? Because this guy is a leader of a church, and if you don't know anything about leading a church, oh, it's man. like it's so hard because everyone there, right? Like all the employees, they most. Right. And then like the staff there, they work for like, you know, pennies. Totally. Right? Like, it's like church member full time is making like thirty, thirty five thousand yeah. dollars a year. Right. So I'd love to hear about people like leading churches. And so this is a, a crazy thing about dealing with people and motivating them and, and really communicating to get them to follow your vision. Um, so if you can lead a church um, or a synagogue or, you know, even a, a, um, a mosque, you know, oh, the same deal, same totally. deal. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. I and mean, I'm, you know, LDS and my dad's been, you know, bishop of, and it's interesting, like having people that work with you, but they're not getting paid. And anyway, so it's, yeah, that is same exact thing, right? Show. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. We'll put that in the show notes as well. So, okay, let's, let's get back on track with your team. So you got the admin person that you would hire first, and then you would hire an acquisitions manager. And I totally agree. I mean, acquisitions is where it's at. I don't care if you're wholesaling or rehabbing or what. Right. Acquisitions, acquisitions. If you can buy right, you will make money in this business. I don't yep. care what your end play game is. Buy mm -hmm. right, learn how to buy right. So what, what else does your team look like? So now what we do is uh, we are developing a team of inside sales reps who are just closing deals over the phone. Okay, so we have one person who's an inside sales rep. He works with our acquisition manager. He's kind of like an acquisition manager in training. So what he does is he will answer the phone calls and open it up for the acquisition manager. Um, if he feels like he can close it on its own, which we, we will push that to awesome. him, he will close it, right? He'll send out a contract. If he feels like it's on the edge, he'll send the acquisition manager out to lock up the property in person. Um, and he can call up the acquisition manager and say, hey, you know, the, the seller's here. I'm here. What do I do? Yeah. 
So this is like a key component now where you're really able to pull yourself out of the business, where I'm not dealing with the day-to-day questions of training our inside sales rep, Holy right? Man. Our outside rep is handling it all God is doing, and he's loving life, right? Now he feels leveraged, and he is leveraged, yeah. right? And so now um, he's in charge of all of our inside sales reps and managing them, plus to handling the hot ones locally. So that's it. I mean, we like to run like, you know, we like to run lean and mean, you know, yeah, we don't no, for sure. other stuff. Um, we also have a virtual assistant in the Philippines who will take some of the overflow. Okay. I do not recommend that if you're just starting out. Okay. Okay. Hiring a VA and training a VA on how to talk to the phone is um, very challenging if you're not used to training people. So what I actually have two VAs in the Philippines for my house flipping HQ. I haven't done anything with my actual uh, flipping business with VAs. So um, I've actually never met or talked to these VAs, by the way. My guy who runs, anyway, Mark does all that. He's hired them. So what do you have the VAs do though? And Sure. So the VA, I've trained almost like our inside salesperson where the call comes in or there's a missed call. Um, they will call the motivated sellers back and just ask them a series of 10 to, to 13 questions. Okay. So she's okay. kind of like your Pat Live or something. I mean, she kind of like our Pat Live. And by the way, never use Pat Live. Okay. Never use Pat Live. <laughs> um, the, big, the big problem there, guys, is that the theory is great, but they'll put people on hold um, for a really, really long time. And I don't, uh, Pat Live, I don't mean to bash you at all, but our leads are too important. <laughs> yeah, we, we call it how it is, man. We don't. Yeah. And so you're putting people on hold. It's just not going to work and they're going to pissed off and they're going to hang up and now you've lost them forever. So you're better off either just sending them to voicemail okay. or, uh, cause we send everything to voicemail right now. And then what we so do, you send everything to voicemail, everything to voicemail. And then when they leave a message, you call back the ones who seem more motivated. I mean, you're not going to call someone who's like ticked off, of course, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what we do is we have our team call back everyone who leaves a phone uh, message. Okay. And missed calls gets called back by the VA. Got it. Okay. So important? they can gather information. I like that. So mm-hmm. they gather information to see if it's worth you guys, even highest and best use of your time, to see if yeah. it's even worth you guys spending your time on it. Yes. I like that. And, you know, the biggest thing too is like, you've got to leverage your team's time. Right. Oh, oh, for sure. I'm calling the missed calls back 24 seven. You're going to wear them out. Right. But now all of a sudden, if we're just giving them like hot leads, right. People who have left a message. Right. And let me, let me tell you what like a hot message sounds like. Right. And it's like, hi, my name is Mark James. My property is a 1231 main street in spring Valley, California. My phone number is 619-555-1212. I'm interested in selling my house immediately. Right. Like that's like, you know, they leave the client, they leave all the information. They tell you they want to sell immediately. And so our team understands that. Right. Totally. Versus, you know, um, yeah, I got your postcard. You know, everything's for sale for a price. Call me back whenever. Click. You know, <laughs> now would you call those people though? Um, well, my VA is right now, uh, they're in training also constantly. Right. Yeah. So right now they hand those over when there's voicemails. Right. But what they do is they will upload that to our CRM and then summarize it in the notes. So that way our sales team can um, modify that. Now, eventually, once I feel like they're comfortable, they can decipher this, right? Um, they will call those people back. So right now, I just have the VAs calling back the missed calls and getting those people back on the phone and then reassigning it back to our salespeople. Okay. But eventually, I'll have them handle some of the ones that aren't as motivated um, until they are motivated. But, but right uh, now, you're not wasting your time with those guys. And I, when I, when I waste my time with those guys. No one's no. calling them, okay. No, it's just, nah, I agree. 
I think that's smart. So, um, okay, I had a question, but I totally forgot what it was. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's our team. You know, um, our, our admin will handle all the transaction coordination. So they'll help us sell the properties and they'll call our cash buyers and, and say, hey, we got this property at this. Go check it out if you want it. Get the deposit into escrow within 24 hours. And okay. so th that transaction admin will help you sell the properties and show it and collect, make sure the deposits and then coordinate any issues that need to be done. And that's huge. I mean, that's so much. You don't think it's a lot of work. It's oh, no, that's that is huge. And, yeah. you know, we have done a little bit of wholesaling, like yeah. not recently, but I'm like, this stuff is hard, man. I mean, it's like, I, you know, you, unless you have the right buyer. I mean, I don't know about you, but I would rather have two to three buyers like myself, not to, you know, plug myself, but. I'd rather have like one of me than a hundred guys that are just like, uh, you know, like non-committal, uh, don't know what they're looking for, can't pull the trigger, don't, yeah, I don't know. So, oh, yeah. So. No, we sell probably 80% of our inventory to five buyers. Yeah. To five buyers, that's it. We'll start yeah. selling 80% of it to, to one. Uh, <laughs> Jay Will, right here. House Finger. Are, are you even on my buyers list? I don't think so. No? Look, this is what we do. And this is, people can learn from this as well. Yeah. By the way, let me say this. If you don't, and my advice, by the way, and this is Justin may disagree. If you're a house flipper and you've systemized this business, don't focus on dealing with sellers. If I were you, here's what I would do. I'd find every wholesaler in town. That's pretty much what I do. Yeah. And then what I would do is I would take these guys out to dinner. I yeah. want them and dine them and close and lock them down so that they feel obligated to sell every property to you. Yeah. And I <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just like that, but I do, I work with the best wholesalers and yeah. my goal, just how like what you were saying with your people who work for you is to make them as much money as I can. Yeah. I don't care how much money they're making. I want them to make a ton of money. Of course it needs to make sense for me, right, but right, right. I have gone as far as to when we do really well on a deal, I will take them out to dinner, like you said, to their yeah. favorite restaurant and I will walk in I'll I'll go get like a few uh, Ben Franklin's, yeah. You know, with what I mentioned, one of my favorite wholesalers. That's what I did with him. You know, just over a year ago, it, we did a little bit better. Fifteen Ben Franklin's. Yeah, he, he wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Bought him all he could eat sushi, nice. and then he was talking to another wholesaler the next day at lunch. He's like, "Hey, guess what Justin did?" So guess who I'm now buying houses from as well. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've sent you know another guy. I bought him and his whole family season passes to Disneyland. And yeah. I mean, that's even better than the $1,500 because it's like they go to Disneyland all the time. They think of me when they're at the happiest place on earth. No, I'm just kidding. But it's. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but the cost is about the same for me. So it the totally makes the, sense. The other thing is, look, even me. Okay. Like I sure we want to sell the properties highest as we can, the highest we can. But um, people, they love to be recognized. Totally. Right. Love to be recognized, and it's just like wow, you know. Like my escrow company recently took me out to um, the uh, Chargers game, and we went and we got had like luxury box seats, and you awesome. know, we got done. And I'm like, is there any way that I'm going to another escrow company? Totally. Like, not happening. You yeah. Know? Well, you know they care about you too. They care about us. Yeah. yeah. They think about you. They care about you. And sometimes, like, you can give people a lot of business, and you're like, dude, do you even recognize? Like, do you even care? Hello, it's okay. Yeah. Peace out. You know. So. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's back on track here. So uh, let's talk about the wholesaling part. I know we've, we're kind of over a little bit, but that's okay. This is good stuff. So, well, first of all, you're doing wholesale deals in California. What part of California? All of California or Southern California? Uh, just San Diego, Riverside. Uh, we're going to be going into like, uh, yeah, the high desert, 
Sacramento. Um, you can only buy in the high desert if you sell to me. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll talk after the okay, phone. Okay, okay. By the way, guys, the other thing is like networking. You know, it's so cool. Like me and me and Justin are doing the podcast. And now we're also talking about, um, you know, wholesale and deals. It's like, get out there. This is awesome. Totally. You know? um, but uh, we're also going to Cincinnati and Oklahoma City. And then we're also going to analyze each market on its own merit. Totally. Um, but um, those are our immediate plans to attack those markets and provide investors with inventory. Love it. So, I mean, are you selling in some of these other areas mainly to landlords or to guys that are flipping? Sure. So you have to understand that before you go into a new market. Yeah. Right. Sacramento and is going to be a flip market, right? Some of the stuff in the high desert, it's going to be a, maybe a mixture of both, yeah. but it's going to be a lot of buy and hold investors. What's really neat about the high desert, right, is that if something is, uh, you know, the numbers are too tight for a flip, right? It might make sense as a buy and hold. It could make sense, yeah. Or, right? any, or any lower price point area. Any lower price point area. Yeah. You know, so if someone's going to be making, like in Oklahoma City, uh, I might be selling that property only 15% below retail, but the investor is going to get a 20% cash on cash return by buying it. Yeah. And you know, when I started buying high volume three years ago, that's how I started. It was like accidental. I was buying a bunch of rental properties and I ended up buying three houses per month for four months, which was the most I had done up until that point. And then later I realized I could sell these houses, but I didn't hesitate buying them because I knew the rental numbers made sense. Right. And so after that, it's like, so any, just keep that in mind. If you're buying houses that make sense rental wise, then you don't need to be quite as gun shy if, if you're buying those to, to flip even. So. Right. The other thing to think about too is we've developed uh, an owner, owner finance strategy um, for these wholesale deals. Okay. So in San Diego, we're not really dealing with that. But let's say if you're dealing in the high desert and someone's like stuck on their price of $80,000, right? I can negotiate a say, okay, I'll buy your house for the full $80,000, but I'll give you $500 a month until it's paid off in full. Yeah. Right. Sometimes sellers are stuck on that. And I'm not saying hold that. You could, but you can wholesale that to an investor for at least $10,000. Oh, all day long. Right. All day long. I mean, that's going to be like a cash cow yeah. for them. So if it rents out for a thousand, I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. That's fine cash. That's yeah. Huge. <laughs> Even 800, 900 work. So, okay. Right. Um, okay. That's no, really good. So I want to really focus now on, I have a lot of people asking me, like, what are the different ways to wholesale a property? So obviously you're really good at figuring out how to wholesale these houses. I mean, would you just assign the contract? What do you do? So, I mean, don't overcomplicate it, guys. Exactly. You know, I totally agree. I mean, don't overcomplicate it. It doesn't matter, right? But most of the time, 80% of the time, I will just assign the contract, right? And have a good assignment of contract and just assign it over. And the investor is going to see how much you're making if you do that, Right. Um, if they're a good, if they're a, a good rehabber, they don't care. They can block that, you know, because they're like, okay, look, I'm making my 10 to 12% on this money. It's great. Right. Um, the other thing though is, you know, I, sometimes if you are making, let's say more than, um, 15 or $20,000, you might want to double close it. You know, sometimes I just don't like to shove it in my guy's faces. You know, like you're making that much and it's not like you're trying to hide it. But on the other hand, it's like, okay. You know, if you're going to be making more than them, it's like you don't need to like point that out to them. Yeah. You know, it depends who so you're working with. I, it depends yeah. who you're working with. So you just double close it and you find an escrow company who will do that. Now, let me give you a trick. If you want to help out your, uh, your, your buyer, 
is most title companies, if you really educate them on this, can do a double close without you taking title. Um, it's just basically called uh, direct deeding. And so it'll do a double close, but you don't have to take title and it'll help your buyer when they, um, when they sell it so that the title hasn't transferred too many times and they don't have to get two appraisals for FHA. Does that like make that. sense? Um, yeah, I, I guess. I don't, I've never yeah. done it. But. So basically you can do a double close without you taking title. Just in the escrow instruction or title instructions, it says that the seller is going to be direct deeding to your buyer, even though that there's two escrows there. And that's what, uh, we have an escrow company that does that for us. He did do just there's this full disclosure with all parties and it's fine. Yeah, I like that. So with the assignment, now you're taking title in your company's name. Yes. Now we actually never take title, but okay. in, in, you know, okay. The contract, when you put a house under contract. Yeah. So we just use it when we're, we're doing a double close. I buy, I, I lock it up on a contract with my company name and then I write up a new purchase contract in my company name with my new buyer. Okay. Right. Now, it's important that that contract says it's subject to you acquiring and delivering clear title to your buyer, right? Should, you know, the seller try to back out or not perform, that way you're not obligated to the, the buyer exactly. right, to, to sell it. I mean, they're going to be cool. They should be, yeah. right? And until you could work that out. It's happened a couple of times. But make sure you have that clause in there and uh, make sure the buyer understands what's going on, okay. right? You don't want to sell to a buyer and them that have no idea when assignment or double closes and then get to escrow and they're like, what's this? You know, you want to have them educated and understand before you go, go into that process. For sure. Um, assigning, same exact thing. You buy in your company name and then you just assign the piece of paper that says, I'm selling my interest. Uh, here's the contract. I'm assigning this for five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. And then do you ever just tell the seller, hey, we're going to change out the, um, the entity or the, we're going to change out the person on contract or no? Just- no, I mean, in the contract, it says that, uh, it says that, we may change the vesting in the title or okay. we may have some contract, right? And so a lot of times sellers know that we're going to be selling the property just because they're probing questions during the process and then when we're showing it. And then this the escrow instruction that says title will be taken as, boom. Yeah. So I find nine times, 99 times out of 100, it's not a problem. They're yeah. motivated for money. Yeah, no, I found it's, it's not a problem either. So, right. okay, cool. All right. Toddster, well, uh, I don't know. What else? Did we, did we miss anything? Anything else you want to share with us? Uh, let me kind of share with you the path, by the way, if you're listening to this. Okay. You know, um, the biggest thing about success in real estate versus someone who's like, someone's really successful to someone who's like, yeah, you know, I bought this course and that course and it didn't work for me, is hunger. Yeah. Right? You've got to, um, the, big, the two words that I love are hunger and sense of urgency. We're always mm-hmm. talking about sense of urgency in our office, right? Like as soon as you get off this call, like are you pulling a list and are you mailing out letters? Like Holy that whole activity takes like 10 minutes to do. Yeah. Right? But you've been listening to months of seminars and you haven't done a thing, right? The call comes in, are you calling them back right away? Yeah. Right? Are you getting out to the house right away? Are you locking up under contract? If you have the house under contract, are you getting on the phone? You're trying to sell that property. And it's like, you know, the people who make it or don't are the people who are like so hungry. They'll scratch and they'll claw, right? to do anything that they'll scrap their way to their first deal um, versus someone who's just, yeah, that sounds cool. You know, they're like aloof about the whole thing. Yeah. And then they right. start asking questions. So what about, if you think I should do this? I'm like, dude, you should have lied. It's like in my mastermind group sometime, like you should have had that thing under contract by now. Like what? I mean, sure. Oh, ask questions, what? but like take action now, make it happen. I yes. totally agree. 
but I'm just like, do, you know, do what your coaches tell you to do, right? Don't ask questions. If he tells you to send out this letter to this list, there's not much to ask, yeah. right? Don't ask, what if this, what if that? It's like, do step one, then step Don't, two, yeah. and then step three. Don't what if yourself to death. That was another one of my, my things yesterday. Killer. I mean, if, you, if you're in Justin's mastermind group um, and you listen to Mike, I can tell you're going to make a lot of money. So it, this group, but you should probably sign up for it and do what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, I mean, but it's like I'm not you know, paying him for that either, guys. <laughs> not, not, but I'm, it's you know, I could tell you're a good coach, and the um, the issue is just massive implementation, you know. And if you're thinking about scaling and you're like working your tail off, because that's the next step. Right. Is that if you're already working at capacity and be like, hey, I'm a wholesale, I'm a rehabber and this is harder than I thought. We need some help. Yep. Well, cool. Write an ad right now for an admin assistant. Like, don't wait. Don't spend all this yep. time. Get the ad on Craigslist and start interviewing. Yeah. And Vanessa and I, you know, we were talking on Friday. Like, what can we I said, Vanessa, we need to be doing more. We, our goal is to rehab 150 houses this year. Right. Okay. So, so far we're, we have it's or it's to have. I should say 150 houses under contract because it's hard, you know, by the time you get them and rehab, whatever. So our goal is to have 150 under contract. Right now, I think we're at uh, about 25 or, or more, but that's basically 100. So we're behind, you know? So I was talking to Vanessa, I'm like, we need more. Like, what are we going to do? You know, and it's, that's why goals are good because it like pushes yeah. you. Killer. And I said, we need to hire someone who's doing nothing but looking for deals all day long. Because we right. have guys that bring us houses, but we want to kind of take some into our own court as well, right? Like take control of some things as well. And so she either by yesterday, I think she put the ad out. So it's mm -hmm. like we thought about it. Okay, we're hiring someone. Let's do it. You know, that's that's how people have to be. So, all right. I just repeated everything so, you said. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> One other thing too is uh, I had a buddy of mine uh, in L.A. And I, I won't say his name because he's, he's still had a deal on a contract. But he found a deal on Craigslist. Right on Craigslist totally. in LA, yeah, got on a contract and he's going to wholesale it for $50,000. Right? So it's like, you guys, like, there's don't feed yourself BS. Yeah. Right? If you can do a wholesale deal in LA, $50,000 off Craigslist, it's like, there's no excuse. Totally. And then that sets you up for like yeah. the next six months. I mean, you can just like focus on whatever, you know, try to, anyway, it's, yeah. Love it. I love this business. Ugh. I love it. Love Get out it. there and uh, make some things happen. So, all right, Todd, you have been incredibly generous with your time and knowledge and expertise. Thank you so much. How can people, you know, get in contact with you? I know you do some coaching as well. Sure. Well, I don't. Uh, let me say this: I, I'm not doing my, very much coaching at all right now. Um, I do love. Uh, I love doing podcasts, and so I love doing our podcast. So, thank you for that. But um, our website is NoLimitsRealEstateInvesting.com. That's our website. We also have the podcast, uh, the uh, No Limits podcast, No Limits Real Estate Investing Podcast on iTunes. We give away this thing called a No Limits Wholesaling Map. It's the massive action plan and it shows you how to basically do your first deal and scale up to seven figures if you want to, right? Within, now, that's not to say that you will, we'll show you how. You got to want it bad enough. You got to be hungry. You got to scratch and claw. Everything Justin was talking about, you got to implement it. So that's where they can find us. Um, and we would love to hear from you. So that's pretty much it, Justin. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, Todd, let's... Uh... Let's do some business together, man. I love it. Love it. Let's uh, talk. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Bye. All right, guys. Well, was that an incredible interview or what? I mean, Todd is just a marketing machine and the guy thinks big. And I love networking and talking with people who 
think big. So it's pretty cool. Oh man, I don't, you guys are, I'm taking these like deep breaths. Do you guys ever have a moment where you just need to take some deep breaths? <laughs> I think we're really, we've been talking a lot in our company, not only talking, but I just want to take things to a new level. I mean, I know you guys are like, what? You're buying like a hundred houses a year. Are you crazy? But I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I just feel like we're only scratching the surface. So pretty crazy, huh? But I'm crazy. So anyway, having that been said, you know, if there's anyone out there in listener land, I think I copied that from Tucker Mary, who's podcast, but anyway, was not intentional Tucker. I'm sorry if you have a, uh, you know, not a patent. What's that word called? Like anyway, all right, I'm blabbering. Okay. So if there's anybody out there, any wholesalers or, um, agents that would like to work with us, we really do. I really want to ramp things up. Um, then reach out to us. You can shoot an email to myself or Vanessa. If you're a wholesaler or an agent, you can reach out to Vanessa at Vanessa at houseflippinghq.com. Um, or you can reach out to me, whatever, Justin at houseflippinghq.com. And let's see if we can work together. You know, I'm, I'm really highly considering doing some out of state stuff as well. I'm not going to go like nationwide overnight. But if you do a large volume of business and are very familiar with real estate investing, or you know your numbers, um, uh, and you're out of state, but you got to be buying houses if you're out of state. Don't just contact me if you aren't. Then let's see what we can do. I mean, even if you're in California, let's let's see if we can do some stuff together. And I'm going to reach this goal of 150, man. I don't care if we're behind. We are going to make it. And then next year, I don't know, 1,000. Okay, maybe not that many. <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, no limits, right? Just like Todd talks about. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any questions for me and Todd, feel free to go to housewomenhq.com episode 30 seven, I believe this one is. And you can leave them there and we'll be happy to answer those for you. Oh, last thing regarding also the fact that, you know, we're ramping up our acquisitions. We are looking to hire like a marketing and acquisitions, uh, manager, full-time, whatever expert, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, if there's someone out there, once again, that knows the business really well, has some real estate investing experience, maybe some sales and marketing experience, kind of knows their thing, but maybe they just don't have the capital to really ramp up and do what they want to do, reach out to me. Let's let's see. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, we just did a Craigslist ad. We'll probably contact, I don't know, temp agency. So I don't know. Anyway, something in the works right now. So all right, people, remember... Flipping will never be the same again. Go buy a house. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, Your ultimate house flipping resource. For intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.